Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This is the conversation I had with Gaza-based journalist Issam Adwan about the tragic start to 2023 in, in Gaza and in the West Bank and the priorities of what we are now calling, clearly, the most right-wing government in the history of Israel, which is very, very dispiriting to say out loud. If you like what we do, if you enjoy the podcast, if you get something out, please give something back. We need some of you to help us out. There are thousands listening. There's not very many of you chipping in, but we could do with any support at all. So if you're listening to this podcast now, there is a link right there. It says patreon.com forward slash tortoise Have a look. See if there's something that fits your budget and it helps keep this podcast free and available to all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks for sharing, liking, telling your friends, recommending us. Please, if you can, just while you're listening, click on that link and see if there's a level, as I've said, that you're comfortable with helping us keep these mics on. I won't delay any further. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves and I'm back talking to a Gaza-based journalist, activist and uh, one of a contributor that we've had on a few times now on the Tortoise Shack, uh, Issam Adwan. Issam, it's great to see you. Happy New Year. How are you? Thank you, Tony. It's it's good to be back. Happy New Year. Hopefully, Happy New Year for everybody. I'm um, yeah. doing well, traveling around, but everything's good. Yeah, you look you look like a man who's had a lot a lot, a lot of burdens on your shoulders, and I and I and I, I want to just before we start, um, yeah. just, just 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 you have been. I know you've been doing a lot of work. You've been putting out a lot of content. You're writing a lot of articles, and you're contributing in a lot of places. First of all, on behalf of our listeners, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us again because I know. Um, it, but we we did say when we spoke that it's important to keep the focus on these events because there's so much going on globally, and it's it's very easy to lose uh, interest, yeah. particularly in what seems to be an intractable position but today is a bit pessimistic Islam. It, it, there's no there's no way to dress this up other than to say um the new israeli government has been called the most far right and religiously conservative uh, government in the history of the israeli state that is saying something now when you put it in the context of of the israeli governments that we've seen what how do you feel seeing this now at just as we enter into 2023 on the back of what was already really bloody 2022 yeah i think it's it's a scary but it's also indicative when we are looking at the formation of the new israeli government that it's 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 a far right it's the most racist it's the most uh, demanding of killing arabs and palestinians over the history of the israeli's government's formation it's for as a Palestinian, I expect nothing less of this formation because it has been an ongoing system of occupying and killing Palestinians, uh, expansion of illegal settlements, and the list goes on of the Israelis' uh, human rights violations. Uh, the, the the new year coming with the Israelis' government formation, it's 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 for me as a Palestinian, I expect it's going to be the worst. For the coming years because as the politics as the political analysts expected that this government is is lasting at least for the next two three years so with this situation being mentioned of the sieging gaza for the last 16 years it's going to be brutal for more policies of sieging uh, the gaza strip as well as when it comes to the situation in the west bank we're talking about more landing grabbing more mm-hmm. killing Palestinians at the Israeli checkpoints, more uh, bargaining of, of Palestinian rights, more, you know, forbidding Palestinians of the diaspora to have the right to treat as as stipulated by the United Nations Resolution Number 184. And even it's a, a this new affirmation is 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 
kind of um, a, a representation of, of how the Israeli government is really fragmented, because when the government is formed of uh, mostly and entirely from the far right uh, political uh, orientations, uh, we are talking about a formation that does not represent the Israeli community itself with its differences. I yeah, mean, I, I, I will ask you about that in a moment, but I want to go back to the to, so obviously. Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu is back. He's now prime minister. But yeah. to cobble together this this government, he's had to include people who called for, you know, the, the storming of the Alaska mosque. He's had to include yeah. people who said that, you know, uh, there's no right to, uh, the, to the existence of the Palestinian people. I mean, people have said really and actually incited hatred and violence. And they opened the top priority of the of the government was, and it was the first paragraph in 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 their you know we're, we're here now. The Jewish people have an exclusive right on all the land between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, uh, they, they also used you know the biblical names for 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 places that we would know as as Gaza and the West Bank and this and they you know it, it really was um, a statement of intent from the very very from its from its beginning and yeah. and the international community. And I commented on this online. I saw the uh, EU leader Ursula von der Leyen welcoming and congratulating the, the new um, uh, Israeli prime minister. And I thought, wh- who else comes into office and makes a declaration that they, they want to uh, break international law, go against UN um, law as well, and get said, hey, guys, come on in. Everything's great. Thank you and congratulations. It. What sort of message does that send? I think it it's just it, it, the message that it sends is just what is coming for Palestinians. It's a, like a twisted combination of the worst uh, uh, racist government, and it's on a mission. I believe it's on a mission to undermine its own judicial system, the Israeli judicial system, when the representation and the formation of the government is purely from far right racist uh, Israeli government. And uh, this is also let, let's take into consideration the sort of relationship that the Israeli government has been having with the U.S. Uh, previous Donald Trump's uh, administration. This is sort of like homophobic, xenophobic, racist, far-right America, and the scary, uh, you know, statements of, of, of uh, you know, supremacy, white supremacy in pure, but this is a sort of formation of Israeli, of Israeli uh, supremacy, where, uh, uh, where, uh, the most radical and racist uh, Israeli officials are forming uh, this government. And about it, Mirbin Gaver in, in particular, he is not he's not only calling for Palestinian killing, but he actually contributed while uh, uh, doing his mandatory uh, military service. And the, the Israeli government itself they exempted him for mm. uh, from the mandatory uh, military service because of the, if the brutal because because of the brutal uh, racism and the practices he uh, has been doing uh, during the military service. So this is, I would say, the, the finest example and the worst representation of what the Israeli, the new Israeli government is, and what the future that waits for Palestinians as well. Well, you and the one thing, like I mean, we've also what we've been speaking in 2022. We saw a lot of um, uh, escalations in violence. We've seen we've seen attacks. We've seen um, propaganda. You recall one of the there was a, a video put up by the Israeli uh, defense forces claiming that one of the one of the 
worst incidences where, where when four children were killed was actually caused within Gaza and that was proven to be incorrect and they admitted whatever it was 10 days later that it was but it was great because the lie had already gone around the world and they had yeah. intended that this and now we see where they're actually that the pretense has been dropped you know they've been raiding particularly in the West Bank they've been raiding the West Bank and arresting people yes. and now what they've helped do is actually radicalize younger people and it does seem that the conflict, it's its like me saying, I'm going to go up to you with Sam all the time and spend three days punching you in the face. And then when you hit me back after three days, I'm going to say, he hit me. Yeah. And you are a terrorist purely. You know what the Israeli government has been doing to Palestinians? They're not only practicing, I would say, or only violating human, human rights and practicing terrorism on Palestinians, but they are also undermining over the years, over the last 74 years, they have been undermining who is called as a Palestinian citizen. So to the limits and to the extent that now they are allowed, not allowed particularly on, on the international laws, but allowed on reality to kill uh, Palestinian children, to kill Palestinian women, to kill Palestinian uh, young men, elders, whoever they are assuming or claiming, or let's say uh, accusing of, of uh, doing aggressive attacks against the Israelis or the Israeli military checkpoints. And this false claims and accusations against Palestinians, they have turned for hundreds of times in the last year that they are false accusations and it's just accusations to uh, uh, to, uh, to claim that Palestinians are uh, aggressors and uh, the Israeli uh, soldiers are free to shoot down sight uh, uh, whenever they feel in, in in threat. It's 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 a lot. Like I mean, when you say, do you, oh, sure, we only have to go back to one of the escalations whereby the Israeli government stru struck a, a house where they said a a member of uh, Islamic Jihad was living and when the pictures emerged of a young girl they said well he was that's her dad so yeah exactly so, yeah, so it was so, like this and she's so, not even a family member no she's no not, she no she wasn't but the lie was straight out and said that's her dad yeah. and you know that's what she gets for being born to uh, a, a member of Islamic Jihad can i we touch on a point, though, I think that's actually important, that within Israel itself, we see there's a huge polarization. This is a far right government. This is a far right led government. But there is more secular uh, Israelis and there are more left leaning Israelis. And they are finding that this is going to be a lot of a lot of trouble within Israel itself. Is there yeah. has there been much outcry that you've seen a bit from that position, you know, whereby they, they believe that this is not the route forward? Yeah, that's true. I, I think to those who claim that the new government, an explosive combination of ultra-orthodoxy and the most radical, racist, right-wing represent the real face of Israel for the coming 2023rd, it's, it's, it's actually partially right because this government for a change, if it was an uh, artificial creation of, of right, left and center, whatever those terms could mean inside the Israeli society, along with a Palestinian minor I would say minority party. It's also a fact that the Israeli the Israeli society is fragmented, and this this political construction of the Israeli government it's it's undermining the the true diversity representation of the Israeli of the Israeli society. And for those political analysts inside the Israeli society, they realize what that could mean to the judicial system, to the uh, enforcement of laws, to the, I would say, uh, sort of agreed, uh, the agreements ahead for, with the Palestinian uh, leadership, whoever they are. And this is alarming for the Israeli society itself because it raises 
many concerns of what will be done on uh, the grounds of politics, on the ground of, of, of dealing with the, with the Palestinian community, with dealing with also international uh, communications with regards to Iran issue that Israel raising from, uh, from time to time about uh, concerns of, uh, of, of having, you know, a propaganda against Israel and, and lots of other things that the Israeli community will not even feel safe towards because uh, the formation of the government does not represent the diversity of the Israeli community. It, it, it clearly doesn't when you have a finance minister saying, well, we'll thrive under biblical laws. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is at, that is at, at odds with with, you know, the idea of Israel as what, what many of the Israelis want to be a liberal democracy. That cannot be that cannot be seen. But there's also this line of the Jewish people have an excuse, exclu- exclusive right to all the land. And that's been put out by by several of the of the new um the, the new ministers that have been appointed and it's it, yeah. it is it's 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 a very worrying time international communities we've spoken about this so many times but we see it yet again and you 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 said you know the, the previous trump administration and how you know the, he, he 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 tore up rules but are, is there any kind of is is there any kind of uh condemnation of some of this from from other quarters or is it or, or are we are we yet again at the stage where unfortunately as we were last year other conflicts have taken up much of the band, too, too much of the bandwidth, and we're not seeing uh, people, you know, keeping an eye on what what does seem yeah. to me to be something that is going to escalate. Sadly, yeah, yeah, for sure. I believe the international community will start to realize how dangerous the formation of uh, the current formation of the Israeli government is when there are hundreds of Palestinians dying, unfortunately, and those realities we have been we have been taught through experience of being under war for more than five times of regular, you know, uh, suffocation of the Gaza Strip with the Israeli policies, with the continuous land, illegal land grabbing and and with continuous killing of, of Palestinians at the West Bank and loads of other human rights violations. We have learned that the international community will only care when there are hundreds of Palestinians dying, particularly from Gaza. So I would assume and hopefully it's not a reality, but I would expect the next in you, the next coming war on Gaza will be the alarming of, of the international community of how dangerous this Israeli uh, Israeli's government's formation is. And they're not going to do anything about it because if if they are capable to uh, if they are capable to do anything about it, they would have done that for the past 74 years. And this is, I would say, the cycle of what the Israeli government's formations are about. It's just more land grabbing, more uh, 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 killing of Palestinians, more policies of uh, land ownership as they claim, more policies of undermining the Palestinian rights to use their natural resources, the freedom of movement, and loads of other things. Access that to the seas. Uh, exactly. access, yeah, and um, we've seen the, blo- the blockade. The blockade remains and... You know, yeah. fish, fishermen are are finding it very difficult to even replace uh, things because they're not being yeah. allowed to get things in, and they're being restricted on where they can go. Um, in terms of though, within say Gaza, particularly, um, some of the some of the soundings out of leaders within within Hamas, and that 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 doesn't point to a a a good picture either. That they've you know they've said that there will there will be. Um, uh, counters to any Israeli aggression. How, how do how do you feel that that is going to develop over the over the next few months if Israel does go ahead and continue to expand illegal settlements as they have said they will? 
I think with the hopeful change inside the Palestinian community and the Palestinian leadership, this is also provocative when the Israeli new government's formations are mostly from far-right, most racist government formation. It's alarming inside the Palestinian community, and it's provocative when the first, the very beginnings of this Israeli government's formation is that Itmir bin Gavir is, is, is violating the Al-Aqsa compound, is, you know, enchanting along with Israeli Zionist settlers that death the Arab and loads of other, you know, uh, alarming concerns for the Palestinian community. And we have seen when he, uh, when the new government's establishment started with him uh, breaching Al-Aqsa compound and, you know, bragging about it honestly. And this sort of action is a provocative for the, not only for the Palestinian community, but also the political, uh, the political factions here in Gaza that if if any case the palestinians are responding this will be considered a new escalation of 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 war between the political factions here in gaza and and, and israel and this sort of cycle of non-rest violence it's not it's not helping the palestinian community to recover from post wars and it's not also helping the palestinian leadership despite that i have no faith in it's not all it's it's also not helping the palestinian leadership with you know chasing the uh, the icc with the war crimes committed over the past 74 years it's not helping whatsoever the palestinian community and it's not helping the leadership and it's also contributing to more uh, to more land grabbing because when the uh, the international community's uh, eyes are directed towards th- those numbers of people dying and those numbers of pe- of houses bombed, they wouldn't care to the actual realities of the illegal settlements expansion and and lots of other things on the ground that that are happening. But they know that they are happening, but they can't pay attention to because sometimes they value the news of people dying more. Yeah, and, I understand. Like, yeah, it's, this it, is what the Palestinians are terrified of. It is the fog of war, and I do I do think you're right to point out the lack of progress by the um, Palestinian leadership politically has been has been look it's been frankly uh, terrible. Like there's been very little, and and um, and there's been you know not been very good at, at actually getting um, enough of uh, you know let's see what the playbook is you know we see how the, how how this we we escalate a conflict while while expanding illegal settlements there is yeah. there was like there was a big turnout i think it was thousands and thousands of people within israel for, uh, did turn out to say you know this is not the government that we want this is not the government that represents the israeli people there is there is i think some hope there can i go to um the the to Gaza particularly as we know this time of year how is the economy how is the how are how are things going because I mean I thought you posted a picture of people bringing in the uh, strawberries and yeah. um and uh, how how is the economy going itself because every time you know that is one of the big concerns we've seen last I think it was 2021 during one of the escalations that livestock were, were were actually killed and and that was one of the punishments that happened and it results in in a lesser harvest how are things there now in terms of the the actual local economy it's it's actually Tony it it has been deteriorating and it's really a matter of a fact that it will keep deteriorating because when the the economy of of a specific geography is mainly dependent on its occupiers policies then we understand what's coming for the future that israel controls the import and export of uh, the uh, the gaza strip and it controls what sort of 
goods entering Gaza and what sort of uh, good coming out of Gaza. And this is uh, those even those norms, they're not economically identified, but I would say military identified as well, because when Gaza is is misbehaving, as the Israeli government says, when Gaza is misbehaving, uh, those processes of importing and exporting, they are very much limited. The economy of uh, also a, a hugely a depending economy of the, of the Palestinian community is based on uh, fishermen. And this uh, six neutral miles in sea, they are usually bargained for absolute no reasons. But the Israeli government is controlling and the Israeli policies are controlling to how far the Palestinian fishermen are going. And they're not even safe, even within going uh, uh, with going to uh, the limits that the Israeli government is stating, which is six neutral miles. And uh, they are keeping, you know, kidnapping, they are keeping shooting at the Palestinian fishermen. And this is also affecting a, 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 a very a dependent a, a Palestinian community, a, I would say, um, uh, goods. It's also deteriorating on so many levels that uh, we, uh, as, as Palestinians, we don't have, I would say, we don't have, we don't have any, any, uh, expectations and hopes for the Palestinian economy to be developing because uh, this economy is fully dependent on what the Israeli government is determining. And with the coming new formation of Israelis' most racist government, we're expecting that those policies right. will be even harsh. And it even, and again, to put things in a global context, when we see the EU saying, well, we need to remove um, Russian gas and oil. And then yeah. sign in sign in a deal with Israel yeah. to replace it. Um, does that does that worry you? Where you know well because we can talk about human rights, but when people start talking about human rights, what they quickly say is well, what really matters is you know gas and oil and the, and the economy, folks. And and that do 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 people within Gaza see that and and look at at the EU and say why are you replacing what you call blood oil and gas with more blood oil and gas? Yeah, it's it's actually I would say with the Palestinian community, they're not fully they're not fully recognizing those sort of issues because when you have two issues, one of them is securing food and water for your children, and the other issue is the Israeli uh, stealing your own natural resources. I would say normally you would rather focus on bringing food and water for your children. And this, what the Palestinians have been suffering over the past 74 years, is sort of distraction with basic human rights, securing and, you know, having, rather than understanding the political orientations and the political, you know, the international political scene, understanding how it affects the Palestinian-Israeli issue and how to react on that. There is no much space of analysis for that or acting for that inside the Palestinian community. But it's also, I feel it's 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 sort of being our responsibility as people engaged with different communities and you know different media outlets trying to uh, educate as as well as educate the Palestinian community that there are other things that we need to look at as as would say as normal human beings because politics are now shaping not now but they have been shaping the way of how we live the way of how we survive and also the way of how we are being killed so it's 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 a matter of uh, it's a matter of life and death in this case that the Palestinian community should realize what the political orientations are going and what 
uh, we have to react on them. But I don't actually have so much blame on that regard because no, no, if, if you're, if you're, if, if you're, my story itself, it's 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 very much privileged in so many different ways. Yes, I. I describe myself being occupied and being sieged in Gaza for the past years, but also my personal experience is is way privileged in in so many different ways uh, of other stories of Palestinians. That's why I don't blame the Palestinian community focusing on you know the basic human rights because those are those rights shouldn't as as I always say shouldn't be bargained but should be enjoyed. Can but I, this is the reality I, of the Palestinian I, lives. It's a great line that you've that you've used, but uh, can I ask you? We've spoken to obviously um, uh, Refat previously on on the podcast, and he refers to himself as you know uh, he's 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 ten wars old, you know, yeah. and and um, and he was talking about his family tree and how you know it's into the it's into the dozens of people who were members of his family who who are no longer with us. Can I yeah. ask if you don't mind me asking? On a personal level, you, you've, suge- you've suggested there that you come from a position of privilege. Do you think you've, of your life in those terms at all? And can you count point to members of your family who are no longer with us? I mean, not only family members, because those also could be accused of being, you know, affiliated to political parties. But yeah. I would, I would rather, I would rather call for friends that I had. Uh, so much faith in the work because they are generous as well. And mm. this is something pretty close to me because uh, I feel myself being in danger so many times, uh, calling Yasser Murtaja, Ahmed Abu Hussein, who was shot during the Great Marsha Friedan in particular, and calling the name of Shirin Abu Aqli, the very prominent mm. uh, Palestinian-American uh, journalist that, uh, I mean, all of them uh, killed blatantly and there's no consequences whatsoever. Those names are also reminding me of my duty to keep going with the story despite all the risks that we realize that sometimes being a journalist is uh, an additional target uh, on your head that sometimes even during the Great Marshal Freedom, we had to take off our vest and, and, and helmet because we realized that being a journalist is an additional threat for us to having in the scene. Um, so on a personal level, I have so much to say of, of, of those names. I keep reminding myself of them. There are many. And uh, unfortunately, there will be many as well, because this is the scene uh, and the life that I am born in. And I have to live by. I have to bear the responsibility of uh, bearing all these, I would say, sort of consequences. And um, there is no regret of whatsoever in, in inside of me to have this sort of life because, you know, I feel it's it's my responsibility as a language speaker as much as a journalist speaking the realities of those stories behind numbers in the news. Mm. But uh, again, I don't want, I won't labor, but I will say I know even from conversations with yourself that you've had restrictions put on your freedom of movement just to go cover events that yeah. because of your occupation and the sense of danger and the idea that a journalist feels they have to remove their their markings to show that they're a journalist because instead of that actually giving them security, it me- it could make them a target, tells us everything yeah. that is wrong with this yeah. system. Um, the very last question is is around your uh, the, the the we see it across the the world now. Um, health services are under under pressure as well. Gaza was already under pressure. You know we we yeah. know that this was all, how are how is the the um, 
the, the last few months been in terms of hospitals and in terms of the healthcare situation. We know that there was a low level of of uh, COVID vaccines at the at the beginning, and we know that the pandemic has not really gone away. So how how was the general uh, health service, and how are people finding it? Yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, a couple of days ago, there were like a march of uh, ambulances protesting the Israelis' policy of forbidding medical equipment expertise, uh, allowing it into Gaza. And this march is just an example of a continuous protesting attempts by the Ministry of Health with regards to the Israelis uh, you know, not allowing the equipment and expertise to be into Gaza. It's it's deteriorating not particularly because of this uh, of of this Israeli policy, uh, policy but it's also uh, concerning because the actual realities on the ground they are also dangerous. We're talking about Gaza with the lowest possible capacity of having you know medical treatment beds in 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 inside the hospitals because when we talk about a, a gaza strip of 365 square kilometers with a all the i would say two main hospitals that they have a approximately of 500 to 800 beds of uh, in each hospital you're talking about a residence of more than two million and a half Mm-hmm. This is this is just no comparison of capacity that those hospitals can can have. I mean, in normal days. So imagine this uh, this concern and this situation uh, during uh, war times or during COVID times, as happened, or uh, both. <laughs> yeah, or both at the same time, or both at the same time uh, during 2019, 2020, 2021, and 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 those years coming of more escalations probably happening more death happening, also more harsh policies of not allowing uh, medical equipment to enter Gaza. Even during war times, they are forbidding those equipment and expertise to enter Gaza on on, on regular, you know, basis by the Israeli yeah, government. No, there's, so, there, 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 there's been cases really in the last concerning. few weeks where even 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 not allowing people to be transferred to maybe hospitals or maybe in Egypt and the likes. We've seen these 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 things happening in early in this new administration. It's a matter of, I won't delay you any further. I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. We will continue to put focus on. Listen, folks, I know it, there's a lot going on and it's very grim. There's a lot going on. We've seen issues whereby, you know, there's obviously there's conflict in, in Ukraine. We've seen what's happening in recently in Afghanistan. We know what's happening in the Horn of Africa. But we cannot lose focus on on this either. So please, 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 please continue to support the the movement for. Uh, I, I was going to say a two state solution, but they're, the freedom of, of of freedom for the Palestinian people. Let's just talk. Let's just put it yeah. in that way, because you know the the rest of it is just is just semantics. It's some thank you so much again, and we will talk to you all very very soon, folks. Take care. Bye bye. Tony and Martin. Martin and Tony. Speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.